0: श्री गुरुदेव की जय महाप्रभु की जय श्री की जय गौर भक्त And I'm to all, good afternoon, thanks so much for your presence, and honored and blessed by having the association of all of you, and I appreciate the invitation to share some some Harikata today with the Vaishnav community, the assembly here, and as Madam Mohan Prabhu announced, the idea today is to exchange in the context, in the dynamic of questions and answers, which sometimes is classically called in our traditions, Sambad, Sambad, which basically means, can mean conversation or dialogue. We have this famous Ramananda Sambad among Mahaprabhu and Rai Ramananda, or Bhagavad Gita itself, although it's mostly in the dynamic of questions and answers between guru and disciple but nonetheless it's, it's a dialogue it's a conversation between because the, the, the one who is answering the questions is no doubt learning and on the process of replying so both parties are as we spoke yesterday students the two are students from different seats in the room if you will <laughs> both guru and disciple so we are to be students forever at school Sorry? Earth School. Again? Earth School. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes, for sure. So, that's say hmm, The idea is to invite if you have any questions, something you would like to ask about. Um, we have some time. So, are there any questions? Well, I have to
1: start mm-hmm. Yeah, just to follow on from what we discussed yesterday. That in Shasta, the what seems obvious, the, the path is laid out from uh, from Shraddha to praying, and we can, uh, get an understanding that we're heading towards like, uh, and Radha, and Krishna, and whatever our relationship is And Also, there is Goralila also, and Lord Satanya is also there so as a process, <coughs> as a, some qualification, as a, <coughs> some special mercy placed upon us, by which we can enter into that pastime with,
0: Okay. So, all of you heard the question? Yeah? Not properly, Mm not. Okay. So, I will repeat it. So, Nishrin Habala Prabhu is mentioning that. (coughs) More volume? Yeah, volume. Okay. (laughs) So, the question mostly has to do with our prospect in eternity in connection to Mahaprabhu's Lila or Gaur Lila. Generally, we hear about the goal of our life as entrance into Krishna Lila. And of course, that's more than true. (laughs) We are not denying that fact. But also there is a possibility or there is dimension in Shastras we will see of a second, if you will, entry point called Gorlila. Mm. So the question is, is there any particular separate sadhana to take us to that Gorlila? Or how does it happen? Mm. How this entrance into the eternal Gorlila happens? If if it happens at all, maybe we we should say something about it (laughs) as well. So basically, that's the question, and um, so we will start, and I'm, I'm sorry, for I, I'm not so sure how much all of you are considerably introduced to our philosophy or not. So, sometimes it, this is the complexity of mixed audiences, which is a beautiful challenge, no problem, I accept it, <laughs> but sometimes some topics one may speak may be too high for some and too low for others, so I beg bear with me, have some patience. And...
1: So he's saying, the Lord has two different sets of
0: pastimes.
1: Mm-hmm. Is he saying, what is the sadhana to go to both? Is it's... that what he's saying? What is the practice to go
0: to both? Especially if he's asking in connection <clears throat> to Gor Lila. If there is a, oh, okay. a, a separate sadhana oh, okay. or, or entrance there. So my point is, again, sorry if some topics may be too high for some, too low for others, bear with me. And it's always good to how to, say to hear something that we feel is too high for us. It's always to end the class and feel, some things I didn't understand, great, good symptom. <laughs> if the class finishes and you think, I understood everything from tip to toe, I will start to get concerned, basically. <laughs> <no>? <laughs> because the nature of the topic is unlimited. So there's always room for improvement and learning. And as my, as my Guru Maharaj used to say, even if some things we don't understand... If one single point hits hits home and they as they say touches your heart only one single point in all the lecture, the whole meeting is justified so do not expect to grasp and swallow every single thing will be we will be explaining in the next hour or so <clears throat> but make your effort for sure not don't be lazy as well <laughs> so in regard in connection to the question, yes, there is. This possibility, this twofold possibility called Krishna Lila and Gaur Lila, mm-hmm. this is an important point in our in our Gaudiya Sampradaya because sometimes Gaur Lila is conceived mer- merely as a bridge to Krishna Lila, mm-hmm. as a means to the goal. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily only that. No? Gaur <coughs> Lila can be a goal in itself, and that's why we are worshipping in our altar. Both, both Krishna Lila and Gaur Lila whatever we, we place on the altar has an eternal standing basically because the altar is kind of a portal a window that is showing us what's going on in eternity and where do we want to enter so sometimes in our altars you will see Radha and Krishna Krishna Balaram in the context of, Gor, of Krishna Lila but also we will see what Sriman Mahaprabhu, Panchatattva, Gornitai, Golgadhadar. Hmm. So the, the implication there is, there is a window of opportunity in the direction of Gorlila for eternity also. Hmm. So this has been established by, yes? And little Krishna. Why not? <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to leave the Batsalya camp out. <laughs> Please, That's not, that was not my intention, so I beg your pardon <laughs> if I make anyone feel kicked out from the from that particular window. <laughs> so, of course, each one will have eventually one's own affinity, and there will be some particular focus, whether it be in Krishna Lila and on Gaur Lila. So, for example, a child like Sri Thakur Bhaktivinod, they were really emphasizing this possibility of eternal Golila in books like Navadvim Dhamma-Hatmya, Navadvim uh, And he was, as you may know, in charge of reestablishing many of the lila-stalis of Srimad Mahaprabhu. In, in big part, that's why he's known to us as the Seventh Goswami, because his his campaign, if you will, was very much close to that of the Six Goswamis. But in his case especially in connection to Mahaprabhu and Gaur Lila. While the Goswamis, Rupa Sanatan, Bhatta Raghunathri Jiva and Gopal Bhaṭa, their main focus was on Krishna Lila, interestingly. Mahaprabhu instructed the Goswamis, empowered the Goswamis, please, as you know, write books about to, to establish our Sampradaya. The Goswamis were, the, as we spoke recently, the architects of the Gaudiya Sampradaya. Basically, Mahaprabhu empowered them, instructed them to give shape to the thought of the Sampradaya. Sampradaya means a school of thought that has a particular Siddhanta. And our Siddhanta is based on the Goswami Granta, or the books of the Goswamis. So the Goswamis in their books, in all of their books, if you pay attention to them, they rarely spoke about Mahaprabhu. They offered some pranam mantra here and there at the beginning of each of their books. They wrote some astakams, some Chaitanya astakam here and there, Rupa Goswami, Raghunadas Goswami. About the six Goswamis, I mean. With Krishna Das, Kavirash Goswami, we have another layer of Mahaprabhu's lila. But first, with the six Goswamis, they did not speak too much about Mahaprabhu, interestingly. But, <laughs> as my Guru Maharaj likes to say, they spoke mostly about Krishna, they spoke mostly about Krishna Lila, mostly about Radha Krishna, <coughs> Radha Krishna Lila, but in such a way they spoke about Krishna Lila, they spoke about it in such a way that at one point of your reading you will start to wonder, where is Gaur Lila?
2: <laughs>
0: they describe Krishna in such a way that naturally will take you to the conclusion there must be a Gaur Lila, there must be a natural extension of this Krishna Lila. Because when Krishna Lila reaches its height, height, you say, its zenith, mm-hmm. hmm, which is in the, in, in the Bhagavatam, in the Rasa Panchadhyaya, mm-hmm. when Krishna is witnessing the degree of the love of the gopis, and he wants at one point to have an experience of that. Mm-hmm. Krishna at one point expresses, I'm in debt, eternal in depth, for the love you have for me. And I will like, even though in one day of Brahma, I'm not able to repay my debt of love for you. I will make my best to do something to reciprocate accordingly. Hmm. So, our Goswami will, will, will say, this is, the in one sense, the birthplace in the Bhagavatam, the birthplace of Mahaprabhu. Although Mahaprabhu is an eternal reality, but it's a way of saying, here in Krishna Lila, high point of Krishna Lila, Gaur Lila is born. Because Krishna is saying, your love for me is such that I... I, I'm not only in depth with that, but I am attracted to have an experience of that. And what does it mean? Krishna appearing as Sri Chaitanya. Mm-hmm. So the point is, again, in the high point of the Krishna Lila, we find gaur Lila. The deeper you go into one, you find yourself in another. You immerse in one, you merge in another. One. Krishna Lila, gaur Lila. Mm-hmm. My Guru Maharaj likes to... <laughs> to compare Krishna Lila and Gor lila, like a, how do you say in English? Reversible jacket.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no?
0: Reversible jacket, which is golden with black sleeves. <laughs> and, they, and you give it back and it's black with golden sleeves.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's the same jacket, it's the same Lila, but in different proportions of, of Rasa and Bhava, no? Madhurya, Audharya, But it's the same thing. One and different. Braja, And Navadip are the same, but different. Krishna and Mahaprabhu are the same, but different. In different disposition, emotional disposition. So, the Goswami did this work very expertly. They did not speak about Mahaprabhu too much. They speak about Krishna. But in such a way that they take us to this conclusion, where is Mahaprabhu? So, when we start to ask that, then we have persons like like Krishna Daska, giving, here is Mahaprabhu. Here you have Chaitanya Charitam, Chaitanya Bhagavat, which is the, the Bhagavat of Mahaprabhu. Basically. You have the Srimad Bhagavatam and the Chaitanya Bhagavatam.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Showing the Gol Lila as the natural extension of Krishna Lila. Sometimes it is called the Parishista Lila. Parishista means like uh, means epilogue. Like the epilogue of a book. You you finish the book, but there's this afterthought. After finishing the book, I had to write this extra chapter to give to make full circle to the whole story so gorlila is is that so <clears throat> again, the goswami have not spoken about gorlila that much, have not spoken about what to speak the the eternality of gorlila, but this was done by future generations, which sometimes these things happen i mean the go because sometimes i've heard about this a few ones, not too many. <laughs> by telling me, if the Goswami didn't say anything about eternal Gaur-lila, then it doesn't exist. But the point is, if your only point of reference is what the Goswami said, then the Goswami also did not describe in detail Mahaprabhu's lila on earth. So does it mean that because they didn't describe that, it doesn't exist? So we take, for example, what Krishna does, Goswami, even though he's not one of the six Goswamis, he's one of the, we may call the eight Goswamis, sometimes there is this extended group. And what he's saying about Mahaprabhu, we are accepting mm-hmm. that. And so on. So even though the Goswamis may have not said everything about every single thing, it doesn't mean that further revelation is not possible. Mm-hmm. Some other members of the Sampradaya may contribute with new insights about what the Goswami said. As, much, as long as it does not contradict what the Goswami say, it's no problem. you follow? I mean, the, it, there is place for a development of the Siddhanta, a development of a world conclusion. So the Goswami didn't say there's a Nitya Lila, but they say many other things <coughs> which put in place will show us there is a gore Nitya, a nitya Lila of Mahaprabhu. For example, the Goswami said, mm, All the avatars of Bhagavan have their eternal corresponding abode in the spiritual world. Hmm? Avatar, hmm? eternal descent. So they say, all these divine descents descents, have their own abode. Because avatar means a descent. So if you descend, you have to be descending from somewhere. If you don't have a place where you are descending from, you are not an avatar, basically. Hmm? So if someone comes to your house and says, I am an avatar, if you go to India, you will find one avatar around the corner, basically. <laughs> so you, you have to test them a little bit. No? So where is your planet in Biconta? What's the name? <laughs> Show me that. Take me there or something. <laughs> Maybe in Brighton it may not be that usual. I don't think you receive an avatar every day knocking your door. But who knows? Sometimes. Sometimes? <laughs> yeah. so we you. Okay. So just in case, be prepared. No? You have to know how to... Inquiry from them. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, some say every avatar has their corresponding abode in Vaikuntha. And on the other side, they say, they, when they refer to Mahaprabhu, they call him an avatar. Hmm. So, the point is, if he's an avatar, although we, of course we'll say he's avataree, but let's take it as an avatar, he's a divine descent. On one side, they say every avatar has an abode in Vaikuntha, and on the other side, they say Mahaprabhu is an avatar. If you put the two together, what does it mean? Mahaprabhu is an avatar and he has a corresponding abode in the spiritual world. They didn't say that overtly, but they said other, said other things which put together take us to that conclusion. And that conclusion was said by future members of the Sampradaya, like Dhyana Chandra Goswami, Gopal Guru Goswami, Vishvanath Gavarti Thakur, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, so, they say something explicitly that the Goswamis didn't say explicitly, but which is not contradicting what the Goswamis say. So, that's called Aviruda Siddhanta, or Abiruda Pramana, which is an evidence which has, does not contradict the original premises. Mm. Even though the Goswamis didn't say that. So, on one side we have that. There is the possibility of an eternal Navadvī, on another side, we have, for example, stalwarts like Bhagavad Gita saying, but actually, in order for you to enter there, now you have to have an affinity for that realm. You have to have a very deep desire to enter there. If not, you won't go there. So you won't be forced to enter there. And Krishna is not that cruel. <laughs> that will throw you into some planet that you never wanted to go, or something. Sometimes the devotees may have this, with good intention, but naive, like, uh, like, thought, like, well, I just turn my rounds, and follow four regulative principles, and at the end of my life I will be sent to Golog Vrindavan with Krishna. But they are not concerning themselves of developing a particular affinity in relation to Krishna. So, if you do not have a clue about which type of relationship would you like to establish eternally with Krishna, you won't be sent anywhere. Because you don't have a clear idea. You follow my point. It's not that, oh, no, no, it doesn't matter. You just send me anywhere and I will fix there somehow. It doesn't work like that. (laughs) Scripture says you have to activate, if you will. You have to develop, you have to work on your spiritual identity. And at one point, that particular affinity will be such that Krishna will be forced to reciprocate by the strength of law. In the way that my devotee is meditating on me, I will reciprocate accordingly. How many verses in Shastra about how Krishna reciprocates accordingly. Mm-hmm. So if the point is, if I'm not attracted to worship Bhagavan as Mahaprabhu for eternity, mm-hmm. so that window won't be there for us. Mm-hmm. So Bhakti makes this point in his Jaiva Dharma and in many other treatises. He said, for those who have an affinity towards Mahaprabhu, they will go to Mahaprabhu. He called the Gaura Pit, like the stage, where Mahaprabhu is enacting his lila. For those who have affinity for Krishna, they will go to the Krishna Pit, to the Krishna stage, if you will, to Brindavan, the Krishna lila. And then he says, oh, for those who have affinity towards Krishna and Mahaprabhu, <laughs> you, then you have two stages waiting for you: Gaura Pit and Krishna Pit. There are two spiritual identities. That you will be in. So I know this may sound a little bit mind-boggling. You start to think how I mean. At the present moment, it's difficult to deal with one single mind, <laughs> and you are speaking to me about two. I mean, how? do not think, no, do not overthink that too much, because some smoke will start to appear over here. <laughs> but the possibility is there. Hmm? Baladev Vidyabhushan also quotes that in, in, in one section in the Vedanta Sutra, he's commenting also, he's saying, the liberated being, the muktas, can have no body, there's that possibility as well, it's not our school, but that possibility is there, Brahma, Sayuja, no body whatsoever, one body, or two bodies, or more. <laughs> so there's plenty of options, in the transcendental realm. So again, in our particular school of thought, Gaudiya Vedanta, these are the options. Again, interestingly, there's not like some forced imposition. like you have to go to the two places. We can go to one, we can go to the other. But the invitation is there. And and, and as much as we understand the two, these two lilas, of course, they are not entirely, again, as we mentioned, separate things. Krishna there, Krishna lila there, go lila over there. But again, go to the example of the reversible jacket. It's the same lila, but from two different vantage points. Mm -hmm. So, the question mainly, this was most an introduction to the question, so you start to have a glimpse of the length of my replies. (laughs) So how to enter there basically Nusrim HaBala is asking if one would like to go there if one feels the the inspiration to go to the Gaur Lila and it's a very nice inspiration it's a very interesting idea because sometimes I've heard the to saying well Gaur Lila doesn't seem too much that exciting I've heard that sometimes I mean I don't agree but i heard that sometimes no? like Krishna Lila you have all these intrigues and rendezvous and no, Krishna meeting, Radha and the Parakia and all this no, like parallel situation and, and the daily meetings and all the risk and this and that. But lila doesn't seem that that dynamic or that exciting. But actually, that means you are not really understanding what's Gaurlila about. No? Because as we say today in the morning, what does it mean Gaurlila? lila means Everyone there in the Gorlila, every member of the eternal Gaur Lila, are acting as devotees, as Mahaprabhu and his associates do, but they are acting as perfected devotees. No, they are not going through the ups and downs of anisthita, vajana, kriya and, and falling and getting up. They are like in the highest possible stage of being a devotee at every moment for eternity, so, all the incredible things that Shastra is saying about what happens when you practice in the ideal way, all those things are happening there at every single moment. For example, Shastra is saying, if you chant the name of Krishna just once, all the things can happen. Ideally, potentially, if you, do, if you chant purely without offense, half a syllable, this will happen. And of course, we will do that and it doesn't happen. It's not happening. Not because they are t- lying to us, but we still are not chanting from the perfected stage. But they in Gor Lila are chanting from the perfected stage at every single moment. So all the things that Shastra said are happening there at every moment. They start the kirtan, all they all faint in ecstasy at, after five seconds or something. No. <laughs> And things like this, no, very ecstatic, very dynamic. So do not tell us that it's not so exciting. No? Mm-hmm. It
1: right. in that same last but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So we have all these parallel lilas also among Krishna lila and Gorlila. lila. You have the rasa lila in Vrindavan and you have the rasa sankirtan at Srivasangam between Mahaprabhu. And So all these parallel lilas in Krishna, you have the, the corresponding version in Gaur lila, like showing it's the same lila but from a slightly different perspective. Yeah. no. So it's a complementary thing. It's not contradictory. It's not one opposed to the other. It's not something that, oh, if I go to one, I will lose something from the other. Sometimes we, we may, again, overthink the whole thing and it won't work like that. And we are now, in one sense, in a Gaur Lila here. We are in the extension of Gaur by the grace of Guru Gorang and Parampara. We are being part of the Gaur even though we may not be fully aware of that, if you will. The more we become satakas, proper practitioners, as we are expected to be, the the most perfected we become as practitioners, the more you realize, wow, I'm in Gorlila. I'm
2: Gorlila.
0: Even though some may say, oh, Gorlila is over from five years, five hundred years back. In one sense it's over, in in another sense it's still going on, because again, the Sankirtan movement of Mahaprabhu and all that it implies is being carried year after year, but the current of Parampara touching our hearts through the sadhus. So we are inviting to be part of that. The more we awake to our reality as saratas, the more we will find ourselves in the midst of Gaurlila. Mm-hmm. I always remember one very beautiful kirtan in which Srila Bhaktival of Maharaj was singing. Mm-hmm. He's a disciple of Śrīla Bhakti Swami Maharaj, who is a disciple of Śrīla Prabhupāda Bhakti Siddhānta Saraswati Thakur. And for those who have known Śrīla Bhakti Maharaj, he was really volcanic and intense, no? And, and his kirtans were, like, moving. I had the chance of meeting him in his last years when he was no longer speaking, and nonetheless his presence was totally, like, overwhelming without speaking. <laughs> So I was thinking, what must it be when he was speaking and singing and dancing? So I saw once one video, I remember many of them, but this in particular, he was like doing some kirtan in, in, in... I think it was a hotel room in Hawaii or something, like maybe 20 years back. He was singing and dancing in such a way and 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 calling, crying out the names of Nityananda and Goranga, And all the time, that lasted for an hour or so... He was singing, and we were speaking the other day with my brother. He was looking like, to, in this direction, like to someone who will measure two meters and something more. <laughs> so you can imagine who I'm speaking about. It was not an NBA basketball player he had in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> no? So he was di- having direct Darshan of Mahaprabhu and Nithinanda Prabhu. So he was in Lila, basically. And he was... a. a Aware of that. And he was a player, full player there. So the difference with that is that we are also in Gorlila, but we are not fully aware of that. And that's our lack of fortune, in one sense. But at the same time, we have the good fortune to receive the mercy and the sadhana to enter more into that awareness. So with this, I'm saying, the point I make is, there is no need for a separate sadhana to access Gaur Lila for those who will like. We already have received a particular sadhana to enter Krishna Lila mm-hmm. called Raganuga Sadhana, Raganuga Bhakti Sadhana, as was depicted by Srila Rupa Goswami Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and so on. So in that particular sadhana, what does, what's the implications of engaging in Raga Nuga Sadhana? And again, sorry for those who are coming for the first time, so many new words, but I'm sure you are grasping some ideas. He says, Seva Sadaka Rupena Siddha Rupena Chatrahi Tat Bhava Lipshinakarya Brajalokanu Satra Raga Bhakti means serving in your Sadaka Deha and in your Siddha Deha, which basically means two identities. As a Sadaka, as a devotee, as a practitioner, yeah, a body.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but what, and in your internal meditative body in Krishna Lila. But the point is when this body becomes engaged in Bhakti and becomes purified, spiritualized by Sadhana, this body is no longer a physical body. This body becomes a fit body to enter eternally into Gaur Lila and serve there. That's why one pure devotee lives this world in our tradition, we generally do not uh, cremate the body, but what we call is put the body in samadhi. So samadhi samadhi means perfect meditation, basically. So samadhi means this person attained the perfection of devotional absorption, therefore his, her body is totally spiritual. So since that body is totally spiritual, that body is eternally serving, existing in the spiritual world, so we are not burning we preserve the body it's, it's put in un, un, with salt and so on and some how do you say, commemorative commemorative Is that uh-huh. word exists, okay <laughs> some little temple if you will is built over that like to commemorate this point now, the, this personality in that particular body has accessed the spiritual world, in this case, Gorn Lila And that's why the pictures of our gurus in our altar appear in that particular form. Remember, I said before, the altar for us is a window into eternity. And we have the pictures of our gurus there, implying they are serving in eternity in those bodies. Mm. They are serving Mahaprabhu in Gor Lila, in a younger body as we have met them. It is said that they are serving him as Brahmin boys of 12, 13 years in dasya bhakti, with some tinge of sakya bhakti, or serving Mahaprabhu there. In the same mode that we serve our Guru in this lifetime, basically, with some dasya, but some sakya, some trust, some confidence also. So again, there is no separate sadhana to access Gaur-lila. It's just about how we conduct ourselves in sadhana. If we have the affinity towards Gaur-lila, through our sadhana we will go there. If Krishna-lila is there, we will go there. Krishna Lila, Guru Lila, is there. Oh, we will go there.
1: Mm. So the point you made was that if one focuses on Radha Krishna only, mm. then they can attain Radha Krishna only. Mm. And if one focuses on Chaitanya Lila only, mm. he can attain Chaitanya Lila only. Mm. But we see in our sampradaya, we're always worshipping both, aren't we? Mm-hmm. In our following, we're always worshipping Nitya and we're always worshipping Radha mm-hmm. So for us, we should attain both eventually.
0: I agree. Yeah, <laughs> see you there. How <laughs> 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 It sounds like a good prospect, no? Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So that's what Bhakti you know, Thakur mentions in Navadiv Bhavataram, for example.
2: Best of both yeah. worlds. Just concern that, what what about in some places it said like without worshiping Gauri you cannot attain Radha Krishna in Yeah,
0: that's that's an important point as well. That. Generally, for us, the entrance into Krishna-lila is through the gate of Gaur-lila. But again, the point here is, some people may conceive Gaur-lila as an (laughs) entry-gate and not so much as a destiny unto itself. Some people will go to Mahaprabhu, Sankirtan, Gaur-lila, etc. But just as an entry point to access Krishna-lila, while some others will find that gate so beautiful, (laughs) <laughs> they will say I would like to stay in this gate for eternity <laughs> it's not only a gate of course they realize oh there is a possibility of this not only being a bridge by a uh, planet unto itself basically mm-hmm. you know? but yeah that, it, interestingly this mentioning is there for example Prabhupada Saraswati Saraswati says Padara Bindam Bindeta Bhaktim um, Krita Rasi Radha Padam Sudam Burasi. The more you go deep into the service of Sriman Mahaprabhu, the more you emerge into the service of Sri Radha. No? So that's the typical idea of you enter into Gaur Lila, go deep into Gaur Lila, and no, you find yourself in Krishna Lila. But also there's another verse, uh, which I don't know it by heart in Sanskrit, so you may forgive me, by Sarvabhoma Vatacaraja, in his Sarvabhoma uh, Sattaka, which says... Exactly the opposite. I mean, not like contradicting, but he's saying, the more you go deep into Krishna-lila, the more you appear into Gaur-lila. <laughs> no. So those are the dynamics. The more you go, immerse in Krishna-lila, you emerge in Gol lila The more you immerse in Gol lila the more you emerge in Krishna-lila. The conclusion basically is the two are one. There's not really a, like a line. There are the Gol lila there's the Krishna-lila... Because, again, all the things are not in terms... And I know this is difficult to conceive, but we're not speaking about places that you will travel in a plane and you will reach geographically here or there. It's more movement in terms of consciousness. It's a meditative movement. Not so much like... Sometimes the Shastra will say, yeah, Abhimana came from Vaikuntha and took Dhruva Maharaj, and they travel who knows how many kilometers, but it's not something that you can measure. Because at the moment you want to measure, how do we we say measurement in our tradition? Maya. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's no Maya in Baikuntha. Mm -hmm. Baikuntha means basically that, no limits. No measurement possible here. (laughs) So we have to be careful not to, again, overthink the whole thing. So yeah, that would be the idea. Some people would say, Lila is the entry point. And and that's a fact. I mean, if we want to attain Krishna-lila, first, the the, the means is Harinamsa Kirtan. Harinamsa Kirtan has to do with Gaur-lila. So, and some will conceive the means as a means and the goal as Krishna-lila, but some others, as we mentioned, will find Gaur-lila charming enough to remain there forever as well. (laughs) And they don't want to. lose that that particular experience so there's possibility for that and of course that's the general idea of course we can go even to more uh, atypical cases but my point is for example sometimes this may be more an exception to the rule but sometimes I'm seeing devotees who have some other affinity because of previous association or previous lifetime we don't know but for I don't know Ram Bhakti, for example, mm. <laughs> and somehow there is place for them. They may not have an affinity in, in, for Krishna Lila, let's say, mm. but they have affinity towards Gaur Lila, mm. and they may worship Murari Gupta and, and have some connection in that line. Mahaprabhu himself showed this type of, let's say, religious tolerance, if you will. <laughs> now, when he saw some Ram Bhaktas on his journey to, in South India. He was not trying just to convert every single person. When he saw they have real affinity for Rambhakti in this case, he tried to nourish that. Like the famous example of this Brahmin who was invited Mahaprabhu for lunch. So Mahaprabhu was waiting for lunch to be ready. So one hour passed, two hours, three hours, and some more hours. So Mahaprabhu went to the kitchen... And he found the, the Brahmin, the cook, was crying on the floor in on one corner and say, What happened? Lunch, you need some help for cutting, peel the potatoes or some help or something? And, and, the, and the Brahmin was crying and devastated, absorbed in, in, in the lila. saying, How can we think about eating when Sita has been kidnapped by Ravan? We have to think about the means of rescuing her. He was crying up totally into the lila. Mahaprabhu was like, wow. No? Totally like, charmed by his uh, his devotional absorption in Ram. And he tried to, to how to say, to, to support him, to console, console, you say, yeah. in his situation. No? And and he was real devastated. Mahaprabhu eventually continued his journey in, into South India. And eventually when he went Upwards back to Puri, he went back again from to the in the same house of this Brahman, and he had found on the way one text from Kurma Purana, which states how actually Sita was never kidnapped by Ravan. The only Sita that was kidnapped was a Maya Sita, or an illusory form. But the real Sita cannot be even touched by Ravan, which means represents materialistic consciousness. So Mahaprabhu found that verse and immediately thought. I will share this with this Brahmin who is suffering so much. So he was thinking how I can nourish the the faith and the bhakti of this devotee. He was not thinking I will convert him and send him to Gulag Vrindavan. What about this nonsense of ayodhya No, he was <laughs> he was thinking how I can serve his his bhakti. So he formed this verse. He went back and he shared that, trying to console him further. He did. So we see in in, in Mahaprabhu who is the istadev of our sampradaya this. This example, you know, if someone has real faith in one direction or another, we are to honor that faith. You know? It's not that yeah. we are to try to change their minds so they become part of our club or something. Not necessarily. You know, faith is a yeah, sacred... In own
1: spiritual... As well
0: as... Mm-hmm. Yeah, fa- own
1: spiritual
0: form. yeah, faith is a, is a sacred principle. So wh- whatever it manifests, however it manifests, faith is to be honored oh, Yeah by us. My Guru Maharaj likes to say faith is our deity and not not our dormant. he'll say. Uh So so faith is to be honored in whatever form it appears by us. It doesn't mean that we will change our faith every single day. We may have our own affinity (laughs) but if we have real affinity in, in some direction even if we see Someone else having another affinity, another flavor of faith. If our faith is correct, we will be nourished by everyone else's faith. Yeah. Hmm? Lord, We're speaking Chaitanya,
1: about. It as well, you? Dana, I respect everybody.
0: Yeah, and respect everybody. Of course, it doesn't only mean do not offend everyone, but even respect everybody means learn from everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's not just like formal respect. I respect you, I respect you. But when we get too closer, I start to be disturbed, so I have to respect you from me- <laughs> this distance. By respect everybody means n- ner- learn from everybody. L- nourish yourself. And we were speaking with Rangu Binda yesterday about that. No? I mean, for example, I like this section. And maybe I'm going to another topic now, but it's, it happens, no problem. <laughs> in Brihad bhagavatamrita of Srila Sanatana Goswami, I, I always quote this section, I loved it when Gopakumar, Gopakumar is an example of someone who has attraction towards Krishna as a friend. Yeah. His spiritual ideal is to serve Madan Gopal in Sakyabha, in Priyanarma Sakyabha, as an intimate friend, serve Krishna in Vrindavan. So he's traveling around so many different, let's say, layers of spiritual possibility and finding so many devotees with other affinities different than his. But it's not that he gets like disturbed and these people are nonsense and I have to convert them or nothing like that. But the opposite, he nourishes from the faith of each one. For example, when he reaches Ayodhya, Ayodhya is the realm of Sri Ram, who is God as an ideal king, as we know, he finds the ideal devotee of Ramachandra, who is, you tell me, Hanuman, Hanuman. Sri Hanumanji, Ki, So they've met each other. It's a very interesting inter-religious meeting there. No? Hanuman and Gopakumar. So they are worshipping the same person because Krishna and Ram are the same person in different emotional disposition. But they are nonetheless the same person. In Tatwa, Krishna and Ram are one. In Bhava, they are different. So... <clears throat> Interestingly, they meet each other and, <laughs> and, and, and Gopakumar asks Hanuman. He's not trying to convince him, come with me to Vrindavan, this is the real thing over there or something. He's saying, oh, you worship Sri Ram, please chant the glories of your Lord. So Hanuman starts. Oh, not to sing and to chant, to do kirtan, absorbing Sri and crying. And Gopakumar is hearing all that. Hmm? And when, he, when Hanuman ends his kirtan, Gopakumar says, Jai Sri Krishna. Like implying, my faith in my istadev has been nourished by hearing your faith in your istadev. Mm-hmm. So there's no conflict. No, you have nourished my. your fault. And then Hanuman tells Gopakumar, <laughs> now you please no. chant the glories of your Prabhu, of your master. So Gopakumar starts to. Engaged in Nams and Kirtan, singing the, his favorite names mm, of Krishna and Vrindavan and Rasa. So. And Hanuman is hearing. <laughs> and at the end of the Kirtan, what does Hanuman say? Jashiram. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the perfection of inter religious dialogue. You follow. It's not that I'm trying to convince you this is the best, mine is the best, but the two of us are nourishing each other. Mm-hmm. And how to say? I mean, it's God is one.
1: Yeah, but He's attractive in different ways. Yeah, exactly. To different exactly. Yeah. So
0: e- even if, if even if we will say we were speaking about this the other day, objectively speaking, we could establish which is the form of God, the sweetest form of God. We can establish that objectively, and our conclusion as this will be. Krishna in Brindavan, But the point is, not necessarily everyone likes sweet that much. (laughs) So objectively, Krishna is the sweetest. Subjectively, someone may say, what will Hanuman say? But I am attracted to Ram. What you will do? I mean, you have to learn from that. Objectively speaking, mango is the sweetest fruit. Subjectively speaking, I may like Apples. (laughs) Apples. <laughs> you follow my point. So, yeah. Krishnadas Kavirasko's trying makes this point over and over again in his Shaitanya So he says, every devotee feels that his relationship with his Lord, the particular form, every devotee feels his relationship or her relationship is the best. Yeah. And then he says, and everyone is right. Yeah. <laughs> Your so Because if you don't feel my relationship is the best, what the hell are you doing there? (laughs) If I'm not convinced that what I'm doing now is the best, Mm -hmm. what I'm doing here, and I But the problem is when I try to convince you that what I'm doing should be the best for you too, that's the problem. Because if you have something else that is the best for you and it's really working for you, I mean, I should again, honor that. And I should learn from that. Sorry? Because we're all different. Uh-huh. Yeah, unity and diversity. We have to allow the two. Mm-hmm. Diversity is, is crucial. Unity also. Because if we have only diversity, that's chaos. No? We know that in this world. If there is no common interest and we just disagree about everything. It's not very nice. I mean, it's not peaceful. It's totally... Sometimes they have this saying, I don't know, here in England, like how they say, like uh, diversity is the spice of life. Variety.
2: Variety. Variety. variety.
0: Okay. Variety variety is the spice of life. But too much spice is also not so nice. You cannot eat. No? If the masala if you get an overdose of masala, I mean No, thank you. So yeah, variety, but not that much variety. We need unity also. The unity will contextualize variety. No? So we need a common ground, a common foundation, a common interest. Common goal, and on the basis of that unity, so much variety can be there, and that will be actually beautiful because, again, only diversity is conflict, only unity is boring. (laughs) Imagine if we agree in everything and we're exactly think, exactly, and feel exactly about everything. I mean, after five minutes, we are going crazy. We all start to think. Please think differently than me. Be different, please, for me. <laughs> I'm getting desperate. Too so much unity. You know? We agree in everything. It's like, oh my god. But if you go to the other end of the spectrum and you don't agree in anything, that's equally you know, overwhelming. So the two of them need to be integrated. So, so this has to be applied in, in of course, in our human relationships, but also in the spiritual pursuit. So much. Varieties there. In our tradition, it's not there's only one form of God, one place to be, one single path, one, one, one. I mean, we know which is the result of that type of proposal. Huh? So, personally, you will feel this is the best thing, this is the best path, this is for me. And maybe for others. Hopefully. <laughs> Someone else. <laughs> but not necessarily everyone. Okay, now I have like three, four. First three that I left was... Moving her hand like an hour ago, so we'll go first to her.
2: Um,
3: What I wanted to ask you to confirm, you say that the deities on the altar are a door into the spiritual world, Mm. and um, I have two brass deities, and uh, they're beautiful, and they smile with their faces. And,
0: uh, Why only often? Every
2: day.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Someday they are not smiling. Maybe Sirada is not behaving properly. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. I, I, I know they are quite happy with you. So, there is a question or just sharing? Yes. Yeah.
2: So, uh, the fact that there are doorway to the spiritual <clears throat>
3: Mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't know mm-hmm. what's the most pleasing
0: for them? what's the more what's the, pleasing what, what we can do for them that may the be most pleasing to them the pleasing. <laughs> well hmm. we know that Krishna says that very simply and nicely in the Gita you can offer to me water flower fruit leaf but the condition because it sounds simple oh that simple but please and two times the same word appears in the verse bhakti bhakti Hmm. so Krishna's diet is on the basis of bhakti no he likes kachori samosa but without bhakti, he won't take them. But if you have bhakti, if there is bhakti, he may be even eating banana peels, as we know. He's talking
3: about love.
0: Exactly. So that his diet about. In the beginning, of course, we may not have that love, and that's why generally it's recommended you worship the deity in an elaborate way and invest time, money, and ingredients Again, it's not that sometimes someone may ask, but God doesn't need my money. Why are you asking money and all this? No, He doesn't need that, but you need to give that to Him <laughs> to acknowledge who is its source. And you need to get to get detached. Like sometimes when the Buddha was given a class, <laughs> one guru was giving a class, and at the end someone asked him, he was speaking about the things along this line, and someone asked him, are you more interested in my heart or in my pocket?
2: <laughs>
0: Someone asked the person quite challengingly in that way.
2: Mm.
0: And the other person say, I'm interested in both. Uh-huh. Why? Because your heart, now, it's in your pocket. Mm. So because your heart is in your pocket, I want your pocket. Mm. I don't want your pocket. I want your heart. But your heart happens to be in your pocket. Mm. <laughs> so I want your pocket. Mm. <laughs> the so when we hear, ideally, when we hear one should give a donation to God or to the temple, ideally, it's the idea behind that is, it's not about the money, it's about giving, at least in in some sustainable part, a part of you that you know you are attached to, and by giving that voluntarily, Mm. not forced, (laughs) gradually you are giving more and more of yourself and your heart, because you cannot give your whole heart in one single shot. I mean, it's not... So it's an... Instalments, you not know, sustainable installments, so we have to begin somewhere, but eventually, yeah, what Christians interested is is give me your heart, I mean I don't care about anything else, and if you give me your heart externally, you can be offering me one drop of water <laughs> the most insignificant thing, if you will, but the heart is there, so this famous example, you may know the story, but I will repeat it nonetheless with your permission and blessings. Yeah. Of, of Vidura's wife and So Duryodhana, no? Duryodhana once invited Krishna and offered him a royal feast. But because he wanted to have Krishna on his side o, o, regarding the, the Kurukshetra war that was coming. So it was a totally calculated, uh, manipulative strategy, n- not something out of the heart. But externally, oh, no? all the 108 preparations you can think of are more. But Krishna his Baba Grahi Janardana. It right? is said in the Veda Baba Grahi Janardana. He only takes Baba, the essence of your attitude. He's taking that only. So you can you cannot fool him. Externally you can make all the show you want. And uh, some people may be fooled by you, but not Krishna. Not the sadhus. No, they will see beyond the 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 shell and go to the active principle. So, Krishna entered the city of Hastinapur, and Duryodhana was making not only a, a great feast, but he had like a band of musicians playing music, like welcoming him, people from the rooftop throwing flower petals. He had the whole show established, trying to calculate and have Krishna. But Krishna realized there is no bhakti here. So, it is said from two sides of the street, all this great event was taking place, welcoming Krishna, and Krishna just walked in between the the street, right the way to the end of the street, as if nothing was happening around him. Like totally blind and deaf to all that paraphernalia. Because there was no bhakti. So he just walked like if he he will be walking in a Sahara desert or something. There's nothing going on here. But at the end of the street, something is going on. There is the house of Vidura, who is my devotee. And Vidura is poor, materially speaking, only materially speaking. <laughs> he was born in a Sudra family, which may not be seen like a highest possible thing, but for Krishna, he remains saying, he's my devotee. I don't care for anything else. He's my... <laughs> so he goes there, he knocks on the door. Bidura was not there. His wife was there. And he was surprised, because I mean, was Krishna was on the other side of the door. Imagine someone knocks your door... And this was not an avatar from Brighton <laughs> But it was avatari, the source of all avatars actually knocking on your door. And not only knocking your door, but entering like if it's his own house and saying, I'm hungry, do you have something to eat? Like when you go and visit your mom, you will act like that. It's not like, excuse me, dear mother, do you think that there is something extra in the fridge? You won't say that to your mother. You'll say, Mom, I'm hungry. <laughs> no, and the mother will be happy to provide so Krishna entered like that he was at home say I'm hungry what do you have so Vidura's wife was in ecstasy to receive Krishna but at the same time like surprised like I mean unexpected visit but the Vedas say atiti devu bhavam. an unexpected guest is to be treated as God himself what to speak if God himself is the unexpected <laughs> <laughs> This is the tradition in India. If someone comes to your house without telling you, by surprise, a titi, Devo he or she is to be treated as God Himself. Like, implying, generally, God comes to our life unexpectedly, and we should be willing to receive Him whenever He knocks the door. But again, in this case, He was knocking the door and He was God Himself, <laughs> and He was hungry. <laughs> so she, and she was poor. So she was not prepared with, with hundreds of preparations. He say, I only have some bananas. And Krishna said, bring the bananas. Actually, he, was, he, does, he didn't care about bananas or not bananas. He wanted to eat the bhakti of his devotees, basically, to swallow the love <laughs> of Vidura's wife, in this case. So Vidura's wife started to peel the bananas, totally overwhelmed by love and affection, And in in the overwhelming of that love and affection, what did she do? So she started to throw away the bananas and to give Krishna the peels. Without realizing she was doing that, of course. But the overwhelming of devotion blinded her. Let's say love is blind, right? So they are right. Love is blind. (laughs) In the proper sense of the term. So she was giving the peels to Krishna. So that's not all, but the most surprising thing is that Krishna is receiving the pills. Yes. So one could say, okay, he received the pills. Krishna is saying in the Gita, if you offer me with love, anything, I accept that. So one could say, okay, Krishna accepted the pills, but no, he didn't, he not only accepted them, he started to eat the pills.
1: Yeah.
0: But He could have just only <clears throat> accepted them, not to eat the banana peel. but he didn't, he as in the same way as Bidura's wife was not realizing I'm giving Krishna banana peels, in the same exact way Krishna reciprocated in that same exact degree of love and he himself was not realizing I'm eating banana peels. He was not aware I'm eating banana peels and she was not aware I'm giving banana <laughs> peels. Because she was giving her love and Krishna was eating her love. If someone comes and says hey, it's banana peels. <laughs> The two of them will look at you like crazy, like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and they will continue like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you follow? That, that, that's how it works. No? That's why Krishna says in the Gita, Even if my devotees sometimes may engage in a terrible mistake, if he or she is totally determined in worshipping me with love and sincerity... For me, that person is totally saintly, that's my opinion. So one could say, offering banana pills to God, that's a terrible offense. Of course, we won't take this story as an excuse and now, from now on, start offering banana pills to the deity. Don't do that, Srila, please. (laughs) (laughs) But someday we want to reach that point of love that we will end up being, offering banana pills to Krishna without noticing that. You follow? that? That's the goal of, of, of our worship. Our worship will be so much like overflowing in, in emotion that these details... <laughs> now, these are very important things. What we offer, best quality ingredients, properly prepared. I mean, it's, it's a way of absorbing our faculties in the offering. And we get captured and absorbed. But when that love is overflowing, we won't be thinking about those things. We will just be carried away by these emotional (laughs) waves. Like as we were speaking the other day, Sanatana Goswami, he's worshipping Madan Mohan and daily preparing some unsalted bread. And Madan Mohan, deity will speak to him. That's the goal of Archana, that the deity will start to speak to you someday. And then you have to take the Archana Padati and throw throw it away on the window. There's no more need to clean Krishna, all that will be totally forgot. We will start to tell Krishna... What's happening? Well, I'm uh, um, coming and going. <laughs> That's the goal of following all rules and regulations. Rules are made to be broken. <laughs> but only for by those who have followed the rules very nicely. <laughs> Not in the anarchic, anarchist way. <laughs> so, Sanatan Swami was offering this bread, and Krishna is saying, but this doesn't have salt. Don't you have some salt? Well, imagine the deity one day will ask you, why there's no salt in the bread? <laughs> so there's another level of there's not worship the term worship is not no longer applicable there there's loving interaction and Sanatana Goswami will tell to Mother Mohan what I told you that I don't have salt I told you I'm poor Tiagi I don't have anything and I wanted you to come with me but there was some condition for that and I told you I don't have I can only offer this on a daily basis I don't have even for salt so do not ask for salt and if you want salt, better you go somewhere else. <laughs> so you choose. You remain with me without salt, or you go somewhere else. You won't speak like this to the teacher, right? <laughs> That's not prescribed in the art of poverty. Like the <laughs> but at some point, again, your, your, your worship will become so much vajan like that it seems that you are contradicting the previous <laughs> advice, if you will. And again, you will say to Diti, t- I don't have any salt. And Mahmohan Mohan, what did he say to Sanatana Goswami? Oh no, it's okay, it's okay. I remain with you without salt, no problem. <laughs> so the idea of the story is, I don't care for salt, I care for your heart. So, so the idea of the, asking for salt, is like a way of turning the, the bubbles, as we say, stirring the dough, leave it more to mix. <laughs> and of course, we know the story later, Mahmohan Mohan made the arrangement for a whole sheep of salt to come. <laughs> So there was salt. You want salt, you have salt. (laughs) But Sanatana Goswami was in his particular mood. So that's how it works, no? (laughs) So you raise your hands also. Yeah. Your name, sorry? Uh,
2: My name is Rupa Vilas. Rupa Vilas. Thank you very much so far. Thank Um, you. It's been refreshing and very inspiring to hear. And uh, actually, I have a a long doubt from long ago. Um... Just a small detail, but now I just came to my mind, oh, maybe this is the right place that I can have some light on. Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> and uh, it's just that simple verse that you quoted already, this uh, So it says, as we, as everyone surrenders, and then Krishna uses the word isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I never have any explanation on that, but when I read it, it sounds so extraordinary that he's saying I I do bhajan to that Mm I don't know if you if that's what you can say about that or or if there's other ways of understanding that word
0: I mean mainly the the main word will be in connection the main question will be in connection with the term bhajami
2: why Krishna is using that term saying I will do that Mm -hmm. I will do bhajan to those as they surrender unto me Mm -hmm. yeah
0: Yeah, Well, the term bhajami, in this particular case, generally is translated as reciprocate. So, as you see, the, the, the general translation of the verse is, as someone approaches me, I reciprocate. Mm-hmm. So there's one level of explanation of the verse and the term is, Krishna reciprocates to whatever approach one is taking. Because, again, not everyone approaches Krishna in terms of "vajan." I mean, not everyone, Krishna says in the Gita before, what? Chatur Bhida Vajantimam, Mam, he says Arta Jignasur, Artar Tigjani Not everyone approaches me in the, in terms of Vajan. Someone's rich, well wealth from me, money, some of money, someone's some are, are afflicted, them. someone knowledge, some are wise, blah 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 and so on. So the point is not everyone is approaching me in terms of Vajan. So of course if someone approaches me for money, I won't reciprocate in terms of Vajan, yeah. because that person does not care for that. So I won't force myself into the person. So, for those, like, non-Bhajan examples, <laughs> this idea of Aham Bhajami Aham, Aham bajami ham basically, refers to, I reciprocate accordingly. So accordingly means, if there is no Bhajan, I won't force my Bhajan onto them. But for those who approach in terms in terms of Bhajan, then the word Bhajami Bhajan Miham can be translated as I do bhajan for them. Because again, I in this case I reciprocate accordingly it means if he she approaches me in terms of bhajan, I reciprocate in terms of bhajan. <laughs> mm-hmm. So of course I'm, I'm bhajan maybe just clarification. Sometimes it's translated as worship, but it's not technically worship because sometimes worship we will take more like a ritual type of approach or some, some distance will be there. But here we are speaking about the very intimate type of connection. Like the examples we have been sharing till now. Sanatan Goswami Vidura's wife. All this is is Bhaja. It's a really heartfelt connection. And of course Krishna is there to, again, reciprocate accordingly as much as he can, as we know as, as I mentioned today before when he witnesses the degree of the Gopis love for him especially Srirada he says I cannot reciprocate accordingly He in the Bhagavatam he contradicts himself in relation to this verse of the Gita in the Gita Krishna says something in the Bhagavatam says I cannot follow what I say in the Gita no. so the Bhagavatam is like upgraded version PhD of what the Gita is saying Krishna says yeah I reciprocate accordingly but when I witness the love of the Gopis I cannot reciprocate I'm i eternally defeated. I'm eternally in debt. So, and and he appears as Mahaprabhu trying to pay that debt somehow or other. But yeah, in general terms, or or in more specific terms, or we could we could take this this section of the verse with Krishna saying, "I myself engage in in bhajan," because again, love is reciprocal. So, I mean, it is said that if Krishna appears as Gopal, as a a little boy, is because on the other side, if you will, of the spectrum, there is some devotee which a desire of serving Krishna in that particular mood, that takes him to appear in that particular form to properly reciprocate with that desire. So that's the same idea. I mean, devotee has a desire for bhajan and a particular form of Krishna manifests to reciprocate with that desire for bhajan. And in that form, he engages in bhajan with that particular devotee. Mm. So, so yeah, that's a nice point you are making. Krishna also engages in, in bhajan. It's not only we are to engage in bhajan, and Krishna is just like receiving the bhajan, if you will, receiving our. No, he's totally engaged in that as well. I mean, that's his his highest pleasure, basically. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that he's controlled by that. Mm. He's driven by that law. <laughs>
1: It's no, the object of devotion for the devotee, and the devotee is the object of devotion. Exactly, for the... exactly. Krishna for us is, is the, the, the Vishaya.
0: Vishaya and Sri. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's how it works. You no, know, it's important always to make the two sides of the coin. The emphasis in the two directions Because if not, we may have this wrong idea. Okay, everything for God, for Krishna, He's the rec- He receives, but no, there's a. Hmm. And actually, as we say the other day if we are trying to give something to him it's because he first gave something to us <laughs> he took the initiative mm. and now we are trying to reciprocate. <laughs> so we don't have to play b- the victim in front of Krishna oh I am have to give but will you give me something I mean if we are trying to give it's because he gave something to, to begin with so. but nice point thank you so much for. so who ra- you raised the hand no, some while ago Oh, really? Okay, yeah, that happens sometimes, yeah. <laughs> okay, we have some extra minutes, some ten so more minutes. Said, I've got a point. Sorry? So you, so you said
1: about <clears throat> Krishna reciprocating when he's sensing Bhakti. So what about
0: Putana? <clears throat> Putana. <laughs> that's a very extraordinary case. Yeah. And that's why... That's especially highlighted in the Bhagavatam. <coughs> we have this, this verse, what Udava is singing. Mm-hmm. This is the verse that Mukunda also sang. When the other panit was singing, Pundarik am mistaking Pundarik vidyanidhi for... Bishai sense enjoy. And Mukunda sense, oh he's mistaken a great personality and he sang this verse and Puranda then need fell from the throne and started to shout in ecstasy, especially the last line. Kambanda So this verse basically saying and Uda is saying this. Uda, we know he's the greatest great devotee, greatest jnani, if you will, knowledgeable person, Krishna's personal minister in Dwarka. So many qualities he has, such a sober, wise personality. So, if he is saying something, the point of the Bhatta is we are to take that very seriously. <laughs> and what he's saying is this verse: He's saying, How can I surrender to someone more merciful than Krishna who has bestowed onto Putana the position of a mother while she, while she approached him? With, with poison mm. on her on her breasts, so the, the situation is the most imaginable, or unimaginable, unimaginable, unimaginable. unimaginable. <laughs> Thank you. <Yes. laughs> Contrast we can imagine because try to enter into the the scene. Huh? You have a baby who was born three four days back. Huh? For those who are parents, especially, you will get some emotional connection here. <laughs> You have a boy, baby, three years, three days old, and suddenly one lady comes, who appears like the most beautiful, charming, nourishing lady. It's almost like as if Lakshmi Devi herself has landed on your on your neighborhood, (laughs) and in a very like loving way, she's offering to, I would say, breastfeed, to breastfeed your baby. She's so charming. And so beautiful, and everything is so nice about her, that you naturally hand your baby to her. It may not happen nowadays, but that (laughs) happened those times. So Krishna is handed down to Putana. Mm -hmm. But actually she was bringing poison on her breasts. So, I mean, if if that happens here, that will appear in... in, Which is the main newspaper in, in, in England, I don't know. Probably <laughs> the sound. whatever the brighton or something <laughs> no? like like mother poisons her child with no? with breast poison i mean it's like mm. too weird i mean too dark to follow it's really extreme contrast like a just born baby and a lady appearing as if nourisher but actually mm. want to kill him it's like the worst possible thing and that's not all how krishna reacted to that she gave Putana Batsalya Rasa. She was like, What? And it's the most extreme reaction that has nothing to do with. I mean, Putana's approach was to kill Krishna in the most, I would say, nefarious, mm. nefarious possible way. And Krishna is just giving her batsalya Bhavika. But, but she, she he thought, uh, he approached me, she approached me dressed as a Vaishnavi. So she, uh, she wanted to offer breast milk so somehow. I take something. <laughs> So, the point is, this is an example of extreme mercy. Hmm? According to the language of Srila Rupa Goswami, this is called Kripa Siddhi. There are three types of perfection we can attain. Or not we can attain. Three, three types of attain of, of perfection. One is Nitya Siddha, means someone is eternally perfect, like Nanda, Yashoda, Lalita, Vishaka. They are eternally perfect. They are Nitya Siddhas. Hmm? Nitya siddhi Krishna Prem. There are personifications of Prem who eternal exists. That's not us. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Nitya Siddhi, the eternal perfection of the eternal associates of Bhagavan. Then you have Sadhana Siddha, and Sadhana Siddhi, sorry, or Siddha, and Kripa Siddha. So Sadhana Siddhi is the perfection that is attained through practice, through Sadhana. And Kripa Siddhi is the perfection that is attained through mercy, through grace. Now, that say Sadhana Siddhi, perfection through practice, also implies lots of mercy. <laughs> you follow? It's not that, okay, I will practice for myself and attain Golok without any type of divine grace. No, it doesn't work like that. But the considerable investment of yourself in Sadhana is required for perfection to come. While Kripa Siddhi means Perfection through extreme mercy. Which means no sudden involved whatsoever. You did nothing, but nothing, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to deserve that. Actually, you did everything to not deserve that. And on top of that, Krishna just whimsically, Oh, but Alibaba. I mean, he can do that if he wants. Before. But that's more like an exception to the rule. But nonetheless, it's, it's, that's a possibility. Of course... That's not the possibility that we are recommended to entertain. No. You follow? Okay, I will put poison... When you were talking about the back thing. Yeah, yeah. Relationship. But of course, we are not to follow the puttana sampradaya. No, I will smear my body with poison <laughs> and embrace yeah. the deity and hopefully he gave me vatsaliabha or something. <laughs> no? Most probably won't happen. <laughs> I, I gave the example sometimes like if you are working and you say, but you think, but I may win the lottery someday. So if I win the lottery, I don't need to work. So I will stop working and I will just play the lottery and someday I will win and I will be a millionaire and, and never work. Probably will never happen. So better you find a work. No? And hopefully you don't play lottery. That's not necessary. For <laughs>
1: <Interesting>. <laughs> but, but, check, but, but that's the that idea. Srila huh? mm-hmm. Prabhupada describes the three um, types of sit, ways of attaining the city that you just talked about. And he says in there that Krishna Daskar Swami emphasizes very
0: strongly Kripa City mm-hmm. through the mercy of Pajitapa. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if we, you, if, s- <laughs> if we study the life of Krishna Dasgavirakus Swami, mm-hmm. he was not neglecting his sadhana. No? That's no, My no, point yeah, is this, yeah, No, yeah. I, yeah, I get I know, the point. Saying, yeah. And if you attain perfection through grace, of course, you may be super engaged in sadhana, but still the mercy that will come will be more that what you feel it's your part regarding sadhana, you follow. It's like, I don't know, the example is like if you fall on the on a hole, you're walking on on, on the jungle and you fall 10 meters down the hole. No. That's a conditioned soul in this world. Fall in a hole, if you... some <laughs> Samsara. So, for you to get out of the hole, there's not too much you can do. But there's something you can and should do, which is what? Thank you. So you have to start screaming, help, help. Hmm? That's what we, we call, help, help.
2: No? From the hole. No?
0: <laughs> no? And hopefully someone will hear me. And that person hears me, sees me on the hole, takes pity on takes me and says, oh, you need some help. Yes, help me, save me. So the other person... I mean, you don't have to do much more then. Then you have to wait to be patient. And the person will go and bring the rope, throw you the rope. And there's another thing you have to do. Oh, yeah. no, How to do. Nobody else can do that for you. Yeah. It's not the big thing compared to all the work the other person is doing. <laughs> you follow? But you have to do something. The other person is holding the rope on the other side. But you have to... <laughs> And then the other person is taking you out. I mean, the main part is being done from upside, no? And maybe when you are being taken out of the hole, in the midst of that, you have some bee. How do you say? The bees, beehives. How do you, Like a beehive. You say, oh, a beehive. And the person will say, it doesn't care. Let the beehive swallow you. But you are being saved now. <laughs> so you follow. So don't throw the rope. You so, but you have. You are. You have to do something. But in comparison to what the other person is doing, that's almost nothing. But still you have to do that almost nothing. And when you are saved, I think, hopefully, if the person has saved your life and you are out of the hole, you won't say to that person, did you see how nicely I hold the rope? I don't think so. If you say that, the person will say, go back to the hole. You don't get it. So you'll say to the person, you saved my life. You saved my life. I had to do something, but you saved my life. It's not a, I saved my life, but I had to do something. So that's how we feel when we practice. Our sadhana means scream for help, yeah. hold on, and trust the, the one who is on the other side taking you out. It, it may seem not too much, but sometimes it's too much for us to trust, to have confidence, and to do our part. <laughs> So,
1: thank
0: you, thank you much. Oh no, thank you for the idea. <laughs> so again, yes, Kripa City may be there, but it, it's not an excuse for us to be lazy and just, oh, we have to do our part. I used to the life of Christian Daskal Raskov well, he was really doing his part. I <laughs> mean, he was so engaged in Sadhana. We are 5.30, we have some minutes, I don't want to... Yeah, it's it really I mean, think we can go, go to, go to like close to 6.00. Yeah, actually. yeah, if there are some questions, more, yeah.
3: Yeah, I have a question. Yeah. But first, also just a small point relating to Putana. That yeah. I, I don't know the, where it is in Shastra or anything. I just heard this before that um, uh, in her like, previous, previous lifetime, life, she was like the daughter of Bali Maharaj. Yeah, Baman, and when, when she saw Lord Bharmal she was like, felt so much love for him. How he so beautiful, mm-hmm, and she felt that mm-hmm. she really loved him. Mm-hmm. But then when he did the, you know, tricksy thing to her father, <laughs> yeah. then she thought, oh, I want to poison that boy. <laughs> yeah. So I wondered oh, whether no, maybe yeah. that the mercy was, because she, she did have some love for him, like, like at one point, uh-huh, I wondered. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I
0: yeah. Yes, and, yeah, the, in the Puranas that's mentioned, uh, I think the Vishnu Purana. basically what <coughs> you have just told. So sometimes that is explained, okay, that, that is some reason, if you will, but still, if you want to play that, make that point, that's still like totally out of proportion, no? Because I that boy is so charming, yeah. but I want to kill him after five minutes. You say that, <laughs> <laughs> and then you really try to kill him in your next birth.
1: Krishna <laughs> oh, still the giving you is, the way about. I heard it Is he registered both sentiments? Sorry. The way I heard it is he registered the Lord. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. At one time you registered that yeah. sentiment, next time yeah. you registered the other. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So in that case, you might say, okay, there was some reason, some cause. But at the same time, if you put everything on the scale, you will see this is out of proportion here. And that's how Krishna's mercy works, and that's our hope. Mm. It's out of proportion. <laughs> Especially as Mahaprabhu. I mean, if you go to Jagai Madai and all this type of examples, so... Oh, yeah. So, that... Sorry. The question was yeah.
3: relating to what you were speaking about earlier about um, honouring the faith of others and not trying to change their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had uh, a, a question regarding that. Like, before I had some family from India, and I, I think it's a, a, a common idea sometimes that they, this one person, in particularly one lady, she said, you know, I accept that Krishna is the supreme, is the supreme mm. Lord. Yeah. Um but uh, I don't I don't accept that Lord Chaitanya is. Um, so in an example of somebody thinking like that, should we just honour their faith and not try to change their mind, or should we like mm-hmm. use some shastra to explain to them that actually Mahaprabhu is that mm-hmm. same Supreme mm-hmm. Lord or do we just mm-hmm. leave it and not try?
0: Well I will say that will depend on each particular case. Yeah. There's, because again Mahaprabhu himself acted in different ways. In certain cases, he continued with his, if you will, convincing or converting others. In in, in some cases, where he saw there's room for that, so he advanced with his proposal. But in some other cases, he he knew when to enter into Mauna, if you will, and not say anything. Because in, in every case, there's a different disposition. And some people is open to hear and, and learn and change their viewpoints <coughs> and they will be nourished by that and some other people will like...
2: Mm.
0: No. No, they will react negatively to that. So, that may take time to know. Of course, as, as the more you are trying to speak, you may try to share something and you will see how the other person is reacting and know how much scope is there for real... real dialogue and real learning or it's just like an ego battle who, yeah. who defeats the other and...
3: Sorry, I forgot to mention something. It was because recently I read in a purport in the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita that uh, Srila Prabhupada was saying that like, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Prabhupada, mm-hmm. he said that it, if one worships Krishna without Goda, they can't be successful, or if they worship Goda without Krishna, they can't be successful. So mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking of it
0: like that. that yeah, I think Prabhupada the Siddhanta, they wanted to make a point for us Godias, but I don't know. Let's see, for example, you see someone from the Balab Sampradaya, they're worshipping Krishna. But for them mahaprabhu is balavacharya they have their own mahaprabhu mm. so what we will say you're not worshiping our goer our mahaprabhu so your worship of krishna is totally in vain no it's not like that rupa goswami himself praises balavacharya includes him in parts of his commentaries <laughs> so we have to understand all these statements in particular context so yeah for us god is in our particular school of thought there are certain emphases that will make our practice r- reach a certain fruit. But if we find people from other schools of backgrounds, and again, each case is so different, we have to react accordingly.
2: No? So you can because fa-
1: there's basically no taco, but but there's no point in destroying someone else's faith.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because
1: they're at a certain level according yeah. to Krishna's arrangement.
2: Also, my time we actually
3: go to is the essence. More than Krishna, yeah. still more than
0: Krishna. That's oh more than yeah, Krishna. But mm-hmm. and inside you that, that right? yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and inside that there are so many again yeah. nuances because some devotees will, as we're speaking today in the morning, some devotees will have more affinity towards Madhurya Bhava, some others will have affinity towards Sakya Bhava. Mm. There's place for that in our sampradaya. There's like how do to say reference in the past in our history. So, it's important to honor those things properly and not to be, there is a term that I like to use that is racism, huh? not racism, yeah. racism. Racist, right? To be racist in the context of rasa. <laughs> no? So, this is the only thing and the most, the only one and everyone should surrender to the mandatory outcome. That's being racist. <laughs> not, everyone's no? that not everyone's in that mood. Not everyone's in that mood. Again, sorry? No, everyone is in that nature. Exactly. Yeah. So one will have one affinity, one will have another affinity. And I would say yes before. No? We are to honor that. Mm-hmm. We are to learn from that. Mm-hmm. So what we are to learn from Mahapurusi mm-hmm. and we are to learn from the tree and the and the grass. What to speak of other Vaishnavas, <laughs> what to speak of other spiritual, pe- real people with real affinities. We are to... I mean, you have to learn from the grass <laughs> the follow. sometimes we might say yeah we have to learn from the grass and the tree but when I meet other Vaisna ah, I will try to convince everyone and quarrel with everyone that's it's not the application of this third verse <laughs> if you are humbler than the blade of grass and more than a tree it means that what to speak how you relate with other human fellows and Spiritual people and members of your sampradaya that will that should be in the perfect exemplary way, and if not, go back to the grass and to the tree and try to first don't no, work your work your work there <laughs> your way there. Um, may I have just a question? Yeah. Um, most most demons demonic people
2: that came
3: to um, <coughs> have these uh, pastimes with Krishna were very advanced devotees who, are, I'm asking that,
0: that wanted some time with Krishna or Krishna wanted time with them in a different pastime. Is that, is that? I think you're referring to Jayan and Vijaya. Yeah. There are some cases that is like that, but not necessarily every single case is like that. And what, what's your name, sorry? Sajinanda. What Sajinanda Prabhu mentioned is... One of the classical examples, you know, that is mentioned in the Bhagavatam, Jaya Vijaya, gatekeepers of Vaikuntha, and they take birth three times as demons, as asuras, you know, in, in, in pairs, as brothers, if you will. Mm-hmm. In three different ages and three in connection to Nusrimhatev, Sri Ramachandra mm-hmm. and Sri Krishna, Iraniyak, Sri Raniyaka, Shippu, Ravana and Kumbhakarna, sorry... And Danta and Sri Supa. So overtly they are demons, but actually they are just giving pleasure to Bhagavan in service by providing him the chance of having a, bur- a good fight, mm. because that's the, the, the source of all the situation. But Narayan in Vaikuntha wants to taste Bira Rasa. Bira Rasa means the I say it, chivalry, chivalry. chivalry, chivalry, the mood of chivalry, <laughs> but he has nobody in Vaikuntha to taste that. Imagine he goes in Vaikuntha to say, "Okay, now come." <laughs> and anyway, Vaikuntha will be like, "It's not happening." No, I mean, they are like worshiping him in Aishwarya Abhav. But he has the desire to taste this Ras. But in Vaikuntha, that's not the proper playground for that. But Jay and Vijay somehow, the gatekeepers of Vaikuntha, hear about this desire of their master, and they feel so much willing we want to serve you, we want to provide you this opportunity of tasting this vira rasa, we want to be instrumental in that. So, please, no, we want to... Be, and, and again, Krishna won't taste vira rasa with someone who is not his devotee, because for tasting rasa, for Krishna to taste rasa, he tastes, tastes rasa only with the devotee,
2: mm.
0: not with a the non-devotee. There's no rasa there. So he can only taste rasa with the devotee, but in such a mode that there is place for a good fight. <laughs> so, everyone in Baikuntha is a, a devotee, so there is a tasting of certain rasa, but not vira rasa. And, and coming to the world, there is a lot of asuras, but not necessarily they are devotees, so there won't be rasa. So, then the need is it has to be a devotee, but it has to be in such a disposition that he's offering me a good fight. And only then we will taste vira rasa. So, what's the conclusion? Jaya and Vijaya are instrumentalized, if you will, by all this pastime. It's a long story, but the Kumaras get there. And Krishna himself makes the arrangement, not and Bhagavan, to for the Kumara for the gatekeepers to not allow the Kumaras to enter, for the four Kumaras to get enraged, all of which is an, not is atypical from for them. No? Because the Jaya and Bijaya are actually I mean they are gatekeepers of vaikuntha They know what they are doing. <laughs> they know who the Kumaras are. But for that moment, they kind of are covered, if you will, by some arrangement to not allow them to move. And the Kumaras were so known of being sober, sages, totally tranquil. Tranquil, you say? Tranquil. Suddenly, they become enraged and start to curse. So it's like, what's going on? This is vaikuntha <laughs> But this is all the arrangement for these two devotees to be born as demons Three times, three lifetimes and offer Bhagavan, as he in his form as in in Srimhadev, Ramchandra and Krishna him respectively, a good good fight. fight. <laughs> so in those cases these demons are so-called demons actually. Mm-hmm. They are topmost devotees. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that every other single demon appearing uh-huh. are also devotee and have some background like as such. There may be cases this is not happening. Mm-hmm. So okay. basically, that. Okay.
3: So, uh, sorry, the other demons like Keshi or Arishta, they're just, they're um, like, there's no rasa there for Krishna, like you were just explaining. The rasa is the devotees. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're not considered, like is asking, they, they wouldn't be considered as like devotees that have come in that form.
0: Yeah, that's what Srila Jiva Goswami mentions in, <clears throat> in the Krishna Sandharva. He says that when Krishna is killing some demon who is not a devotee. To begin with, it's not Krishna killing the the demon, it's the Vishnu portioning him doing that, because Mm -hmm. Vishnu has to do with this establishing Dharma and killing demons. Krishna has nothing to do with that. He has only to do with play, as we spoke today in the morning. His only duty, quote-unquote duty, (laughs) his only business is to engage in lila, to play the flute, and and so on, and brush. So the Vishnu portion in him is the one who is actually killing the Asuras. And those Asuras that are killed by Krishna, who who have no devotional background, they attain Brahma Sayuja. Why? Because when they enter in touch with Vishnu's Sudarshan, let's say, for that, I've given an example, the contact with the Sudarshan or the contact with Krishna or the Vishnu portion in Krishna, while well, fighting with them, whatever may be the case, that contact totally purifies them from all sin. But it is Jiva Goswami mentions they have no baptism scars, they have no devotional impressions either, because they are not, they were not devotees. So what's the result when you have no devotional impressions and you are freed from all sinful reaction? What's the result of that? Brahma-suyoga. Because you don't have a desire for serving Krishna in a favorable disposition, but at the same time you have no contamination. So that's the type of destiny. So that shows how some of those uh, persons have no devotional background. No? It's an act of mercy by
1: Krishna, though, isn't it? He's liberating them from their <coughs> demonic <coughs> nature, mm-hmm. and the soul can never stay permanently in the... Um, In the Brahmajyoti, so eventually it will come down and start all over again. So, so, that's a
2: mercy.
0: (laughs) This is a long topic.
2: (laughs) I know. (laughs) 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 I know. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Answer in two words. (laughs) (laughs) Not possible.
0: Can we give it some? No, not, no, I'm saying not can we give it some time for speaking, but can we put some sus- suspense, you say? Uh, and I may reply some other day, because that, I, that can take time. Yeah. That's all
1: right. it's just a comment. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I
0: appreciate it. Because I appreciate the comment, I would yeah. like to, yeah. to, to comment on the comment, but that mm-hmm. may be a dangerous...
1: K- Ketan would be good. Yeah, yeah,
0: that can be a no no return ticket basically. <laughs> no. So that gives us the excuse for some future visit and if I have the fortune of being again in Brighton some other day, my first very first lecture will be to address such an unprov question <laughs> that <laughs> remained from the previous year yes, or something. So
2: do not do or not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For those who saw my recent podcast with Nam Prabhu, you may have a hint of what's my view on that because I spoke on that a little bit I can send the link okay whoever is inter- okay, you, you know. can have my answer in, in the form of a <laughs> link in this time it wasn't a question actually it was a comment No, yeah, yeah. yeah. but I have I will like I will, you I was like, going to like share to some early. ideas in that no connection way, no way sure. but yeah it's, it's nice that we leave the door open for future discussion yeah, that's yeah, the no, whole no, idea no. of Harikata. it's not that okay everything's closed nothing else to tell but so many more things we, we can't speak mm. about but See you next
1: Once time. Once
0: you get me going, you can't shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to all of you for your time. Questions presence. Shri LaGuru ki jai. jai. Shri Mahaprabhu ki jai. jai. Shri Hari Srin Kirtan ki jai. jai. Gaur Bhaktavrinda ki jai. jai. Gaur Pramanda Ribo.